everybody. Welcome to the MaxQ Podcast. I am your host this week, Ving, and today is a very special day because I am joined by a new voice. Beagle, say hello. Hello, everyone. I am Beagle. I am a newish writer here at MaxQ. Uh, I'm going to be a college freshman this fall, uh, going into aerospace engineering. I've always enjoyed writing, and uh, well, this is my first kind of uh, dive into podcasting. This should be uh, this should be fun, but uh, yeah, so very excellent. You may recognize his name from his first article he published for us, the Axiom Two article, back in May. Very nice article, I might add. It's the first time I've actually seen um, someone use the, the you, you, you used uh, like three pictures of the Falcon 9, like launching, landing, and then on the pad. I think that was actually a very good touch. I, yeah. I want to I wanna incorporate that a, that a little that bit more into one. my articles. Yeah, that was very nice. All right. Yeah, actually, fun story about that. Uh, it's actually inspired by a drawing I made during uh, during a class at one point this year. Don't do that, kids. Pay attention in class. <laughs> but um, I actually did a kind of similar drawing uh, based off of a just thought I had while running a Mission Kerbal Space Program the day before of launch, parachute, and splashdown. But yeah, so that was, I was like, oh, wow. wait, I could do something similar with this. But like I said, pay attention in class, kids. Don't do what I did. <laughs> oh, very cool. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the news today. We actually do have some pretty big news topics, but first we're just going to go through a quick launch recap because we've only had about a few launches this week. And thankfully, nothing has happened all on the same day like last week. Last week, everything happened on Thursday, but this week we've actually got it spread out a little bit. So... To start off, we have Rocket Lab launching their first haste mission on June 17th. This was very cool because we had haste announced earlier this year, and then they're already starting to go for it. They launched at 2142, uh, sorry, 2124 p.m. Eastern time using military time from LC2 in Virginia. And as far as we know from Rocket Lab's tweet, it was a complete success and they say, welcome to a new era of hypersonic test launch capability. As a reminder, Haste is just the first stage of the Electron rocket, but is designed as a hypersonic test bed uh, using tailored fairings for larger payloads, including air breathing, ballistic reentry, boost glide, and space-to-base applications payloads. That is a lot, and that is a mouthful. Yes, indeed. If you ever, if you ever wanted to learn a little bit more about haste, we do have an article out for you. I wrote it about uh, just about a week after it was announced. And so we'll be able to link that into the show notes for you. So whenever you feel like it, you can either come back here to hear Beagle's very good rundown of what haste is, or we can read the article published on our site. So moving on, to a few SpaceX launches because SpaceX launches almost daily at this point. <laughs> we not quite, to, but we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. We're, we're almost there. They 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 definitely know how to do two a days. They haven't gotten to daily though. They'll they'll get there soon. Yeah, so soon. Soon. We'll move to June 18th from Slick 40 at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Falcon 9 launched the PSN Satria 1 mission 
to geostationary transfer orbit. Now, if you don't know exactly what PSN Satria is, that is a telecommunication satellite for Indonesia. I believe this is this is in the this is Indonesia's first. Um, it is not. This is so Satria is a shortened version of satellite of the Republic of Indonesia, according mm. to Google. Uh, and will be operated for the Indonesian government by the company PSN. Uh, while this is not their first, um, this is not their first satellite. This is, however, their first geostationary communications satellite, I believe. Aha, uh -huh. very cool. And as a SpaceX launch, it everything went perfectly, pretty much. We had an on-time liftoff, perfect booster landing, and perfect payload deployment. Everyone's always very happy. And then we move to Slick 4E out in Vandenberg. We had- 4E, not 4T. Yes. for clarification. Yep, 4E, 4 Echo. We had Falcon 9 launch Starlink Group 5 launch 7, which again was pretty much perfect. A lot of SpaceX launches go this way at this point. So you really can't talk much more about what launch it is and when it launched. And uh, how many satellites it had? Oh yes, Starlink does have. Starlink Lots does have a kind of variable number of satellites. It does. Lately. Uh, five seven had forty seven, which is a mm. that's a new number, I believe. I've I think fifty three. Yeah. I've seen fifty nine. I've seen fifty two. We've seen fifteen and twenty for the V twos. Mm. Not sure we've seen 47 yet. So this could mean that they are beginning to wrap down launches for Shell 5. It might be, yeah. You know, you know, um, you know what Scorigami is? Yes. Like the like the um yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. NFL whenever you have I like a completely yeah, new absolutely. score. Yeah. We should we should start tracking Scorigami yeah, for Star Scorigami. Yeah, Star Ooh, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Starlink we're gonna Agami be, or we're something like that. Numbers when uh, Starship starts launching these things, oh, yeah. we're gonna have like the Falcon Nine page and then the Starship page, and it'd be like sixty to fifteen, and then over on Starlink it's gonna be like three hundred. <laughs> just gonna be too be funny. Just see that massive gap on like the plot. Yeah, <laughs> just, just massive gap. Just with the little dot dot dot, and just jump the entire chart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's like a noob versus a um a guy who noob just beat the final pro. boss. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. We also had a, a second Starlink launch this week. Oh back yes, we to did. A slick four zero four T, back on the east coast. Uh, just yesterday, actually, this mm -hmm. was Starlink five twelve. Yes, and that one carried, I believe, fifty six. Yes, so I we've got that another. Sounds about right. Let's check mm -hmm. that. Let me check that. Fifty-six. That's it. Yep. Interesting. Two numbers, two days. <laughs> All right, and then our last, our last launch, to recap today, is from ULA from LC thirty-seven B at Cape Canaveral Space at uh, Kennedy Space Center. Sorry, the Delta IV Heavy has had its penultimate launch of NROL sixty-eight on June 22nd, two days ago. As of time of recording, that is. As of time of recording, yes. And it's bittersweet. I remember talking about this last week that Delta IV is 
Almost done. We've got a lot of rockets that are almost, almost done. done. We've got a lot of rockets retiring here soon. Mm -hmm. Got Delta Four, Marianne, Atlas. Yeah. Delta Four had a little bit of goofy teething problems to get started when they had. They did have to hold for a bit with an issue of a pneumatic valve. It's always a valve. However, when dealing with that, liquid hydrogen, valves tend to be an issue. Yes. We know that very well from SLS. Oh, yes. <laughs> Curse, curses be upon those valves. Indeed. Yep. They had to hold for that one valve, but after that launch went swimmingly, as ULA always does. They're always so Gorgeous precise. Night launch. Mm. Gorgeous night launch. If you have not seen the video for it, I would highly recommend it. Beautiful. Delta mm -hmm. four night launches are just something else. They're amazing. And depending on when the last one launches, that may have been the last night launch. That is true. That is true. The last, the previous one was a, uh, was the last one out of Vandenberg, I believe, right? That last yes. Delta four? But uh, the next one won't be until early next year, which will be NROL 70. Again, that one's that's going to be a very big deal. That's going to be the last launch of the Delta rocket family, which dates all the way back to the Thor rockets in the 60s, which yeah. is just wild. Yeah. Atlas, as a reminder, Atlas is about that old too, but they've still got, I want to say, about 11 launches left. They still have all of their Kuiper launches to go with Atlas. Mm-hmm. But we're down to, uh, I think it's all 551s for Atlas from here on out. I think so, yeah. It's all it's all the big boys. It's all the big boys. No more four-meter fairings. No more four-meter fairings for Atlas. And uh, speaking of Delta IV, uh, they also rolled the last one off of the production line earlier this week, marking the official shutdown of the Delta production line in Decatur, Alabama. As such, uh, they will very quickly here be disassembling that and rolling it into more space for Vulcan, which speaking of Vulcan, smooth segue there, we've got news about Vulcan. Yes, we do. So it's unfortunate, unfortunately it's, it is unfortunate news. So ULA released, um, ULA announced, I believe it was earlier today, they issued a statement saying that Vulcan Flight 1 has been delayed such that the Cert 1 vehicle is going to be de-stacked because of the corrective action that they have put in place for after the Centaur 5 anomaly back in March. As a reminder, the Centaur 5 upper stage exploded during a test. Um, that's not good. <laughs> Indeed. Usually were... you don't want your upper stages exploding. Yeah, they were... Especially a centaur. That's yeah. not cheap. Yeah. So the centaur five, they've figured out the root cause, which, um, as I touched on last week, was the thin-walled pressure um, stabilized tanks forward dome needs some minor reinforcements. And as Tori Bruno said, needs to be... A, straight up just a little bit thicker. So they're going to de-stack the current Vulcan uh, Cert-1 vehicle and send that Centaur upper stage back 
to Decatur for modifications. And then they're already um, building in the following Centaur 5 flight articles to have those reinforcements. So they only have to um, refurbish this one and they're going to store the first stage locally. So as of right now, there is no new net date. And if you're wondering about the flight readiness firing, they did complete the data review and that showed good data. So Jeff's engines are not the problem this time. Woo, for once. <laughs> Jeff's engines are working as intended. However, there again, as I said, there is no new net date right now. So Vulcan is currently on an indefinite hold. Yep, they have, however, stated that the Vulcan launch, as of right now, should not be sliding into 2024. However, it's definitely going to be out of the summer. Yeah. So look for more news coming about an estimated date pretty soon here. Mm -hmm. And you will also be seeing an article going a little bit more into depth than what we just touched on here coming very soon as it has already been pre-written and now just needs to add the new info and then we will have an article out about the Centaur 5 anomaly as well as the following Vulcan certification flight one delay very soon ideally this week yep. and so next on our news docket we were talking about speaking of the Delta Four and Atlas and Ariane 5, all of those rockets being very close to retirement. Ariane Space has just announced the new launch date for Ariane 5's final flight. Flight 261 is going to be launching on July 4th, and that will be the last Ariane 5. Which is simply amazing. Ariane 5 first launched in February of 2005. This is an 18-year-old rocket, mm -hmm. which is simply amazing that the rocket has survived through multiple iterations, mind you, but mm -hmm. has survived in a single state for this long. Um, as a reminder, Ariane 6 is currently slated for launch next year, I believe. Yes. Either Q4 this year or early next year. I believe it has slid officially into next year, though. I uh, so two well. payloads on board the uh, final Ariane 5 flight. Those are going to be the Heinrich Hertz mission, which is Ariane 5's first mission in partnership with the German Space Agency. Uh, Heinrich Hertz is also being managed by, is managed obviously by the German Space Agency on behalf of the German Federal Ministry for Economic Affairs and Climate Action, as long with the German Federal Ministry of Defense. Um, the other mission on the other satellite on board, I apologize, is Syracuse 4B. Uh, we don't have a lot of details about that as it is a military communication satellite and as such is classified, which tends to happen with military missions. Um, speaking of military missions, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to talk about, to mention haste here just a little bit. We're pretty sure that was a classified mission for the U.S. Air Force since they haven't really talked much about it. Mm -hmm. But we're going to assume that it was mission either for the Space Force, Air Force, or just a general defense, Department of Defense mission. Indeed. What we do know about Syracuse 4B, though, is that it was French. <laughs> it is French. That is true. It, it is, French. is French. All right. And now we have just a couple more 
topics to cover today. We'll cover the, we'll talk, we'll, we will cover this one just real quick. <laughs> we'll cover this one real quick. We have um, some Starbase news. Now, always, there's always something happening at Starbase. As always. However, yes, because everyone's getting ready for the next orbital flight. However, the big news um, that we'll touch on in this episode is that Elon has um, announced that he will be hosting a Twitter Spaces to go over the current status and progress of Starship. It was supposed to be before we recorded, I believe. The original date was supposed to be um, Friday. Oh, it was supposed to be Thursday. Yeah, it was supposed to be yesterday. No, you're right. It was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday, and then it moved to yesterday and then he said he had bad internet and didn't have a starlink and so now i believe it's moved to today or just until he gets better internet so just keep an eye out on twitter for elon to host those host that spaces or just for people to start recapping it once it's over it could happen as early as today or it could happen later we'll be talking about it again next week who knows yeah we might be However, if a pod if a podcast about talking about that isn't so much what you really want to do, we do, however, have something special for you cooking up. So our writer at Flaps is currently working on an article about all about Starbase and all about the progress they've made since the first flight. And we will include details from the Twitter spaces that Elon will eventually hold please Elon, the Elon will eventually hold. We will include those details into the article seamlessly because Aflaps is a very good writer. He knows what he's doing. And I think that'll be a very, very fun article to read. I'm very excited for it. So once Elon has his Twitter spaces posted, start looking at Max Q's Twitter and we will as soon as it's ready, we'll announce that we have Aflap's article for you, and we will include the Twitter spaces. Now, we have our final topic, and this one, I think, is the most fun. We have a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I I honestly was not expecting this. However, no, there were there were uh, no rumblings about this one before it happened. Yeah, and that is that we have a new signatory on the Artemis Accords. This time, it's a relatively large player in the space game. India has joined the Artemis Accords as its 27th signatory. Uh, in addition, NASA will also be training ISRO astronauts, ISRO being the uh, Indian Space Research Organization, uh, as a part of a joint mission with at least one Indian astronaut sometime next year. Uh, they will also be cooperating on gravitational wave research with the Indian government approving a 318 million US dollar construction of a gravitational wave observatory in India. Indeed. That is very exciting stuff. Not be and it's not sorry. It's very exciting <laughs> because it's not only just trying to get astronauts on the International Space Station, but they are also cooperating in research, especially gravitational wave research which if you guys don't know, gravitational waves are ripples in space-time, which if we can detect them and we analyze them, that can actually give us insights into the physical origins of the universe. Uh, 
So having another observatory to work alongside similar facilities in the United States, in Europe, in Japan, and pretty much all over the world, we can have global coverage of gravitational wave research. Having a facility in India, especially one worth $318 million is a very big deal for, for um, interstellar research. And I'm very excited about it. Also, I just realized we, um, we've made a slight mistake talking about the age of Ariane. The first Ariane test flight was 1996. Oh, that's We were true. looking at the first flight of Ariane 5 ECA, which is the current version flying today. The actual first Ariane 5 test flight, Flight 501, was June 4th, 1996. So this thing is, in fact, much older than Ving or myself. Wow, yeah. Wow. The, ECA, the ECA launch date tricked me. Oh, my goodness. Google. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this, that, rock, that rocket is old. And is, that's a very, that's, see, that makes more sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, guys. And that covers pretty much everything that we had planned today on the podcast. It was a very, very fun episode. Very fun talking to you, Beagle. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was very nice. Hope hope to uh, hear your voice again for many weeks to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. So, again, thank you guys for listening to the MaxQ podcast. I am Ving, and my co-host today is Beagle. And as you guys always know, we will post the links to the MaxQ website and to our Discord in the show notes, along with all of the references that we talked about in this episode. So all of the all of the launches, all of the um, documents, all of the press releases and tweets, we'll link all of that for you. So for your delectation, you can immediately start reading while you listen to us. And please, if you would, consider joining our Discord. Like I said, that will be linked as well. Discord's a very fun place. You get to talk to us and just talk about space. And it's a great environment and great community. All right, guys, that will do. That will be everything for us today. Have a great rest of your week. And always be kind to each other because this is all we got. Just us. All right, guys, have a good one. Take care. Thank you.